Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am overwhelmed at uh, the opportunity to speak with so many people both today but other days as we move forward. Uh, tomorrow and the next day, I see that I many times, most times, have far more listeners the days after I do the program than than the days that I do do the program. Today's uh, topic was honor our souls. (laughs) Excuse me. Was is a topic that kind of frightened me a bit. Um, Frightened maybe a big word. Not too much scares me, but it caused me to pause. You know, wow, what does that mean? Because many times I will come in, I will be meditating, and I will come in and write down topics and and even write what we're going to be talking about and really feel that I'm being soul-driven. That might be the right word, or God-driven, to talk about something that is designed to lift our consciousness and to help by lifting our consciousness, we not only impact the world around us, but of course we impact our own lives. And so when I saw let's honor our souls, I go, whoa, what am I going to talk about? You know, soul is such an abstract idea. It is so abstract for everybody, not just me. I mean, what, how you define soul might be very different than how I define soul. And I'm frankly, I've thought of a million different ways I've had soul explained to me. I've had people who said, well, the soul is uh, something that goes around your body. And so it's kind of external, but it impacts you because your body is internal. So it, it's that's kind of interesting. That's a little bit opposite than what I would have thought because it would, to me uh, the soul was internal and the body was external to that. And the theory for it being external is that uh, it is beyond us. It is far more than this simple body we have is and that it uh, in fact expands beyond time whereas this body is captured in time. So that's an interesting idea, and maybe we'll talk a bit about that. Probably we will, more than just my saying this. But I was debating, okay, what am I going to do here? You know, this has been a week of huge revelations for me, and uh, and those revelations on some level are probably somewhat soul-driven, God-driven, and uh, because our soul, no matter who I'm reading, about no matter what anyone is saying is is our soul is that eternal quality that each of us have beyond this time. And it, it's that allness, that, that joining of all that is. And so I'm thinking, okay, now, what are we going to do here? And then... Uh, I'm thinking, maybe I should change the title of this show. And I go on Facebook. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's a little bit different. I went on Facebook, and the very first thing I see, because I usually go on there and look at all the nice little loving sayings. I'm a member of a group of people who have, um, who are awake, who are looking to um, be with like minded, like awake people who are conscious, who who recognize that their involvement in life impacts others. And so uh, the first thing I see is this program or this person is touting a program uh, and it is about functionally being true to your, guess what, soul. Well, I don't believe that there is much in life that is coincidental. There are coincidences, but they are few and far between. Most things are designed uh, that we would view as deja vu moments, you know, things like, oh, my gosh, where did this come from? Uh, Those are generally, in my mind, um, communications. And if I can see God in everything, 
then I can see that as a communication from God to me. So that's what I saw this morning was that's what this topic needs to be. And I go, okay, that's cool. That's where we're going. And uh, so then I start trying to look for something that I can talk with you all about. And I keep getting the sense that I should share some of the realizations I've had this week. And then the next thing you know, I go back because I don't want to misquote what this soul uh, language and I'm going to go back right now. I know. Can you believe it? Here I am reading Facebook while we are literally uh, on the air. But I went back, and you're not going to believe it. The paper, or maybe that's a misstatement, it's gone. The post is gone. I so that even makes it all the more important that we do stick with this topic today because um, there is someone out there. And yet if I look, I can see I liked this being, this person, and he is now up on my likes. So definitely it's real. And definitely this is the topic for today. So somewhere out there, in the midst of all who listen to the show. And I have been doing the show for a very long time, and I am just immensely honored at the number of people who do listen to the show. And no, I'm not like some sort of YouTube fave or wow, run away with it show, but I have a steady, constant, it seems, group of people who are looking to hear the messages that only I can deliver because only I can deliver my life experiences. Only I can talk to you about my perceptions. Now, those same people may be listening to messages from other messengers that only they can deliver because really, when you get down to looking at the soul, you get down to looking at the individual being. And we spend so much time focusing on having grand effects. So much time with our minds filled with lights and cameras and flashing uh, neon lights. And Many times for people, that is their definition of success. And so if if they don't speak to a thousand people at one time or a million people at one time, then their message has no value. But frankly, if I speak to one person who hears the message that I am trying to convey from God, from all that is, I am a success. I am a success. And so I used to do the program when I might have only one listener. But I kept doing the program. And I'd like to say, oh, I don't look at the number of listeners, but I do. But the number of listeners are is not what motivates me to do the program. And there are times when I don't do the program every week. If I've got family commitments or I've got another commitment or I just want to do something for myself. I just want to leave early in the morning or not prepare. But for the most part... I am always so pleased that there are people who listen. And if I would dare to imagine that the people who listen are all new, then I would see that the message I am distributing, that I am delivering for God, that you are each special, that you are each uniquely created and divinely inspired, 
that you are each loved by God, and God is with you every moment of every day. All you need to do is recognize, to open your hand and allow God to take your hand. If I succeed in delivering that to 1,300 or 2,000 new listeners every other week or every week, I'm doing good. If I succeed in delivering that to 1,300 to 2,000 listeners who listen every time, I'm doing good. Because this isn't about me having numbers and having an expectation and having my ego fed that somehow I am the all-embodied spiritual speaker. This is about my awakening within those who are at a time to be awakened, a realization of their value even though they may not have the external symbols that others might equate with being valuable. Because I'm going to tell you, the one thing I know for sure about souls is they're all equal to God. There is no soul more important than you. You are valued. Uh Uh-oh, we still have a lot of time to talk, so I guess it might be a good point for us to all come together in a meditative moment. Then I'll tell you a bit about my week and the realization that I've had this week. And then we'll talk about our true selves. And part of all of this, is letting go of what we think other people think about us. And that is a gigantic lesson. What we do to focus on others is a deprivation of what we need to do to focus on ourselves. When I'm trying to please you, I am twisting myself away from my true self. I am either pleasing to you or I am not. I need to allow the peace of knowing I am enough to infuse my being without requiring approval. And that is tough because we as a species, we on this planet have all been raised to look for approval. It's part of our DNA, I think. And we adjust ourselves accordingly. And it's scary the places that people can adjust themselves into. There are people who can adjust themselves in order to be approved and loved. They can adjust their true natures so that they do destructive things to others. I can tell you absolutely there is no destructive nature born in man. Yesterday, as I was preparing for 5K, it's hysterical, Uh, but as I was preparing, as I was doing my training for the 5K, I thought about that. And I thought about how casual we are with the emotional sense of self-esteem. And yet self-esteem is, at its core, the most important characteristic that we need to nurture in our children 
if we can nurture their sense of self-worth, not that they're more important than anyone else, but that they are important, that they are valuable just as they are. Or as one person said, if we can nurture Dalai Lama, I guess, said if we could get every eight-year-old meditating in just a few years, we would stop harming each other. Because through meditation, you become connected. Now, all of that is about our souls, our true nature. And so what are we going to focus this brief beginning meditation on? We're going to focus this meditation on I am enough. For this brief three minutes and 40 seconds, I'm going to ask that each of you who are listening, whenever it is that you are listening, focus on good things about you. And the harder it is to recognize a good thing about you, the more distracted you are by what you are doing or have done that is negative, the more you need to meditate on the wonder of you. There is no trash created by God. None. Not you, not anyone else. Economic status does not determine value. What determines value is inside you. If you will just allow yourself to recognize that you bring something special to the plate. And no matter what you have done in the past, in this moment right now, You are a composite of everything, and you would not be you. And you have a chance in this second to strike out and be a loving, caring, nurturing, thoughtful, sensitive, uplifting being but it must begin with having those feelings for yourself. It's that complex and that simple. It is that simple and that hard to do. So as you begin this meditation with the concept in your mind that I am enough, let us begin by drawing and I feel someone out there who does not believe. And I feel the energy of this being as being male, that he is enough. If there's someone listening now that is holding a lot of pain in their right, kind of the right chest to the shoulder blade, I know if that's the blade, to the shoulder joint. And that person feels their throat full because there's something they want to say and they're afraid to say it. Say it in love. I'm closing the window. Excuse me. Say it in love. And start with love of yourself. What you need to say, my friend, is not going to harm you in the end. As long as you get square with the words in the beginning. I don't know what this is about for you, but I sense it's about the heart, 
just reach out. Just say it in love. And let go of that sense of fear that you are carrying in your chest, in your heart. And know that God is there to walk with you. If you invite him, for me I say him, you can say her, you can say love into your life. So what are we going to meditate about today, right now, in this moment? We are going to meditate about being enough. And there is a beautiful, beautiful mantra that you can use that's very simple. I'm praying for this person. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. Most of us breathe through our noses, and it's a very short distance between our nose and our lungs. So what I want to suggest instead is that you act as though your nose is in the soles of your feet, and that as you pull in your breath, pull it up the front of your calves, your thighs, cross over, cross your buttocks, and come to your base chakra. And as you're pulling in this energy, You are saying to yourself, I am enough. And you're going to pull that thought across your base chakra, which is where you carry your fears that you are not enough, quite frankly. And you're going to pull I am enough through there and release the fear that you are not enough. Because enough is a standard. It's a judgment. It's a judgment made by others. It's a judgment made by you. It's some sort of abstract image out there that if you reach that image, you are enough. You will never reach it, so you will never be enough. And that's totally the maya of life. That is the lie. That is the delusion. You are enough just as you are. You are valued. Pulling that breath up further, you're going to come into the sacral chakra, the zone of creativity. And as you're sitting in that, believe you are enough. Your fearless, creative breath is resting there, breathing and swirling around you. Keep breathing, please. Do not hold your breath. Do not focus on holding your breath. Sip in breath. Just sip it in. Allow your lungs to fill with the wonderful, magical energy of love of God. And as you're there in the sacral chakra, saying, I am enough, allow yourself to be reminded of those creative moments that you've had in your life, of the children that you've created, of the love that you have created, of the laughter that you have created, of the accomplishments that you have created and of the things that are yet to come, I am enough. Pulling this fearless, creative breath, please come into the solar plexus, the area just below the breastbone, down into the sacral chakra. So it's going to be kind of the stomach zone, the solar plexus, the zone of healing. As you pull this creative and this fearless breath up into the solar plexus, the zone of healing, say, I am enough. And allow yourself to release from you any negative energy that results from self-judgment, self-disqualifying. Someone is thinking out there, I feel it. Well, you don't know me. Yes, I do. You are enough. 
I am enough. No matter what you have done, no matter how you have lived, you are enough. You are enough to be all you can be in love. And that's going to pull now that creative, that fearless, that healing energy up into your heart. And I'd like you to thrust back your shoulders, please, as you say out loud, please say out loud, I am enough. Feel the energy. Allow your breath to swell with the knowledge of being enough. As you sit in the heart chakra, for this time, let go of the need to be valued by others and value yourself. I am enough. Pulling now this loving, healing, creative, fearless breath up, come to the throat chakra. And this is the zone where you can even say out loud, I am enough. Let go of words that do not recognize your value. Let go of words that judge you as lacking. And simply allow your mind to coalesce around being enough. Forgive yourself for not meeting some sort of societal standard, for not meeting some standard you have set, for not being perfect. And instead, right now, know that in your imperfection, you are enough. Pulling the energy now of this forgiving, loving, healing, creative, fearless breath up to the area in the middle of your head, the third eye. And for right now, I want you to see yourself for this day today and for all days into the future as being enough. Not allowing anyone to take away from you the simple reality that you are enough. I am enough. And now let us pull this fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up and lift. Act as though the top of your head opens and as it does, say aloud, I am enough. As your breath joins with the breath of God, feel the energy of God around you. As your breath begins to scintillate, it begins to sparkle. It becomes effervescent as it becomes intermixed with the breath of all that is. And as you breathe out, say, I am uniquely created, divinely inspired. I am enough. Now I'm going to put on Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul, and I'm going to ask you, as you continue this meditative process, just as we have just done it, that as you begin the next phase, the next breath, 
I am enough to have God hold my hand and reach out your dominant hand to take the hand of God. Reach out your other hand and take the hand of a fellow listener's God. Let us form a circle. Honoring your soul, you are enough. Please continue your breath until you come to the place where you are joining your breath with God's breath. And then breathe out. I am uniquely created, divinely inspired. I am enough. It is that divine inspiration that speaks the most about our souls, probably. Our souls are constantly nudging us, and we resist the nudging because it does not fit in with societal expectations about who we should be, what we should do, how we should be. And daring to be different and not care is very difficult. It's very difficult to be to be basically judged as odd is difficult. 
And so we strive to be judged as and liked. And in our striving to be judged and liked when we judge less, judged as likable is probably a better way to say it. As we strive to be judged as likable, when we we be, get to be in this kind of morass, this 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 insecure spot. And everyone we talk to, you see this insecure spot. Except for those who have developed a way to have the bravado to act like they don't feel the insecure spot of being liked. And as you're caught in that spot, you begin doing more to be liked or doing more of the game that you believe shows that you don't care. And what comes to mind is like Donald Trump. I mean, he is such an interesting being because so many judgments about things that are not supposedly acceptable. And he's he's just maneuvered his way through not caring what people think. But then suddenly, when it comes time... To somebody would challenge him, someone would dare to challenge him. He becomes very vocal and very aggressive and very domineering and controlling. I don't care what you think, but I'm going to tell you what I think. Is that an oxymoron or what? Obviously, he cares or he would stay silent. And likewise, we all get caught in this kind of slippery slope of trying to show other people who we really are, but in the process trying to make ourselves who they want us to be. Of trying to control. Of rushing in to save others. When... We haven't saved ourselves. For me to talk today about this subject, when I am still searching to find the answer to this subject myself, honoring our souls, how do we go about doing that? How do we step off of this slippery side? How do we do that without developing a bravado that we don't care about what other people think when in fact we obviously do? How do we go about accomplishing that when we are um, so focused on approval? from others, not necessarily from ourselves. And that we shape this kind of warped system. Yeah, warped, not flat. Not even-handed of self-judgment. So we're only successful if we make a certain amount of money, if we uh, engage in a certain profession, If we do certain things, and what's scary is I'm talking to you here right now, my mind is like flitting about thinking of how this works on both sides of the coin. There are those who have what we would call noble goals, and then there are those who have ignoble goals, but in both instances, the motivation is the same. Seeking the approval of others. Seeking recognition from others. Manipulating the truth to have it fit with who we want to please. Judging those who go bankrupt and yet honoring a man who went bankrupt. 
judging those who divorce and don't have success in marriage, but honoring a man who divorced and did not have success in relationships. But why? Why are we honoring him? Because of his vast accumulation of wealth. Is that truly the mark of our souls? How much money we have? How many things we have? There's something called the Protestant work ethic that definitely here in the United States, I can't speak for other countries, is really, really a significant influence on how people live their lives. And the Protestant work ethic is grounded in the idea that if God loves you, God will bless you with wealth. And if you don't have wealth, guess what? Yeah, that's the natural that's the natural deal right now. And what's scary is not only do those who have wealth feel that way, but this is their due, their entitlement. All the way down the scale of wealth, people feel that way. And so we have a very money-driven sense of self. And the more money you have, the more you move up into being worthy and lovable and accepted. And yet, you still judge yourself. And then what happens to those who lose their money? They still judge themselves. And what happens to those who accumulate vast sums of money? They still judge themselves. And what happens to those who have no money? They still judge themselves as lacking, needing more, being obsessed with accumulation of more. And yet, if we can set aside these self-judgments, if we can set aside our expectations of others, if we can set aside our negative self-judgments, our people-pleasing characteristics, our rushing in to help others and instead focus on developing lives of peace for ourselves, then we will be honoring our souls. Now, what does this mean? It's like a bunch of words. It really is. And I, I... hope that these words resonate for some of you. So what does it mean? I can share with you what it means for me. And before I do that, I'm going to ask that we do take just a few more minutes and we breathe together again. That we feel space fill up with the wonder of life. And let me see if I can find, I have like a lot of long pieces here. Looking for something to play. Yeah, what we're going to be talking about here is a new beginning, a dawn. So let's meditate for a moment here to the dawn.
Feel the energy of new beginnings. Feel the energy of being enough. Look around you. Are you defined by your things? Sort through your things that you are seeing. What amongst those things is most valuable to you. Focus on that thing. And allow yourself for a moment to be enfolded into value to you. What does it represent? Does it represent wealth? Does it represent communion? Does it represent family? Does it represent accomplishment? Does it represent spirit? Why? Nothing bad. I'm sitting in my prayer room right now. The things that I see are things that represent my spirit. And now I'd like you to turn your attention and locate one thing in the space in which you find yourself that represents your spirit. Now, focusing on that thing, let me tell you about my week. As you're focusing on that which represents your spirit, I am applying for uh, a promotion, I guess one would call it, and Oh, I really want that promotion, but I want it for a variety of reasons. Um, and and we all do. It's all those things we've been talking about this morning. Recognition. Recognition of accomplishment. Approval. All of the things that we talked about, every one of them judgment of others. And one day, as I was moving through my house, which I have set up to bring me peace, I realized that if I didn't get 
that promotion because I started worrying about getting it. Maybe it wasn't moving as quickly as I thought it should or things were getting put off. And I was making those things about me even though they weren't about me. I was suddenly having the world revolve around me. And as I looked at that, I thought, okay, now wait a minute. This hasn't moved as quickly as you thought it would. Which, oh, oh, broken heart. That means that, you know, I'm not a slam dunk candidate. Well, so what? It doesn't mean I'm not a good candidate. It doesn't mean that I am a lesser human being. It doesn't mean that I should change my evaluation of myself so that I start self-condemning. I'm not enough because there wasn't an immediate decision. And as I was walking through my house, I realized that all we're talking about here is a change in title. I'm not going to change who I am. I may have some different job responsibilities, but those all arise out of who I am. And yet I was beginning a self-condemnation, self-judgment, I'm not enough. And when you're in that mode, you are not your highest self. And that's what this is all about. This whole program, I've just realized, is all about the fact that when we get ourselves so caught up in worrying about what other people are thinking of us, we lose track of caring about who we are what we think of ourselves. Because inevitably, when you are caught in that mode, you are attaching to yourself the judgments you think other people are having of you. Or even possibly the judgments they actually are having of you. And if those judgments in your mind do not jive with who you really are, you are in chaos inside. And how can they jive with who you really are? Because we don't take any time to figure out who we really are. We are so caught up in this rat race of pleasing others that we don't take any time on a basic level to please ourselves. To do those things that nurture ourselves, that are not fear-driven, that are just part of who we instinctively are. I have this friend. I think he's a friend. Well, I know he's a friend to me, and I guess that's what matters. He's one of those friends that you know that you've met and you've known forever. They're just there's just this spontaneous click and you laugh and you just feel good being around that person. And what I really respect about him is his willingness to go and be alone with himself. But I also see in him what I see in me and what I may see in you if I knew you. A constant struggle 
to be that which we think other people want us to be. A running away from our roots. towards some sort of societal Olympic moment where we are going to get the gold medal. And folks, when we're chasing the gold medal, the competition to show that we are more than someone else are we valuing who we are no matter what. I realized this week if I am selected for this position, that is good. But if I am not selected for this position, that does not change who I am. That does not mean that I should allow what I perceive to be other people's judgments of my inadequacies to come into my mind so that I begin chasing some sort of mentally created assumptions to prove I'm not that. My friends, it is so much easier if we just prove who we are by living it, no matter what comes into our life. Not allowing our mind to be consumed with thoughts of not achieving, but instead allowing our minds to focus, as I invited you earlier, on what we have achieved. And generally, what we have achieved is not in any way connected to our wealth. but it's connected to our way of treating each other. To our success in nurturing one another. To our connection to one another. To our realization of our connection to God. And so how do we honor our souls? By meditating, by loving ourselves, and by not giving our mind over to judgment from others or from ourselves. And living in the now accepting that we need to experience all that we experience in order to know the true beauty and wonder of ourselves. It's focusing on us, on our own individuality. It's you focusing on you and me focusing on me And letting go of the very fiber of judgment that permeates our society. I believe every faith says judge not. And I now know why. At the end of this program, I now know why. In 41 seconds, I'll tell you. It's because when we judge ourselves and others... We are not honoring our souls. Have a lovely week. Take care. And we'll be back next week. I think it's at 9 o'clock next week. And until then, peace be with you. And namaste.